man, uh, it, it was hard. Like I said, I was still really young, so it was just a hard position to, uh, you know what I'm saying, imagine myself in, but I was in it. And, um, you know, the hardest thing is, like you said, just so much self-doubt. That's a reflective Jonathan Thompson, the senior cornerback for Saluki football. Quite a ride it's been for JT. He's been all across the country. He's worked odd jobs. He's lived in different states. And now he's on scholarship. He's been a starter. He's an important piece of SIU's defensive backfield as they head into their spring season, opening on February 20th at North Dakota. And they'll be at home for the first time against North Dakota State on the 27th at noon. Glad you're with us on the Saluki Standards Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Onion. This podcast is brought to you by McAllister's Deli in Carbondale, the official healthy choice option of Saluki Athletics. Consider your last-minute meetings, get-togethers, or celebrations handled because McAllister's brings their best to every event. From delivery and setup to big appetites and the small details, McAllister's has you covered. Go to McAllister'sDeli.com backslash catering and let's stay connected. The incredible ride it's been for Jonathan Thompson. In this conversation, he reveals a bunch of the hurdles that he's cleared to start for the Salukis as a DP. Hope you enjoy it. Here's Jonathan Thompson on the Saluki Standards Podcast. You know, it's going well. It's, it's different playing in the spring, you know what I'm saying, as far as the weather and everything. But, uh, you know, it, it's fun. We were joking about that before we got on here. Uh, me being from cold weather up near Chicago, you being down in Georgia growing up, you didn't seem too excited about practicing in the snow. Is, is, that, is that the right feel? You're kind of there, you know what I'm saying? It, it's always fun playing football for me. It's always fun just getting out there, but it has been different uh, just getting used to playing, you know, in the cold and in the snow. It's been a, a – you know, it's, it's definitely been a change for me. But I would say it's definitely helped me as far as my mental, just uh, just understanding that, you know what I'm saying, if you want to play at the higher level, you might have to play some games in the snow and in the cold. So, you know what I'm saying, I just feel like it's just preparing me for something greater. <laughs> the good news is the offensive guys feel that too when you're smacking them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, just with, with spring practice and all that, just, just – Overall, how do you think the teams looked coming back from a, a bit of a layoff with Christmas break and now getting ready for the the real season to start? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel I feel like we we've been you know what I'm saying doing everything that we need to do to prepare ourselves to play at a high level as far as you know what I'm saying competing against each other you know offense versus defense. Um, I feel very confident in our defense for sure, and as well as our offense like. It's never a day when we go out there and it's not like us going back and forth. It's not ever a day when the defense is just beating up on the offense or the offense is just torching the defense. It's always, you know what I'm saying, iron sharpening iron. So I feel like that's always a good sign, you know what I'm saying, just because, you know, I've been on teams where when it's just like it's only good offense or it's only a good defense. So just knowing that we have weapons on both sides of the ball, it's always a good feeling. And then considering how uh, – you know, we haven't really been playing football. We've really just been working out for months and just getting back into it. I feel like we've been doing well as far as uh, how we're handling everything and practicing and stuff. So it's been fun for sure. I watched the video you did at practice the other day that 
got posted on Saluki Football Twitter, and, and you had some similar thoughts that you've never been this confident in a defense you've played on. Why do you feel that way? Uh, you know, I feel, I feel that way just not only um, the, the guys around me, but just, just the coaching, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just feel like I, I've been placed in position to, to make plays now. And just um, I always feel like it's the, the order you get, I feel like you get smarter uh, when you're playing a sport. And I just feel like I've just gotten so much uh, more smart. And my coaches have also been, you know, putting me in position. And I just have a better understanding of the defense and just of the game. And like, like I said, just having uh, players on the side of you where you know that uh, they're playmakers as well. That's always going to make you more confident to, you know what I'm saying, just go go with your gut, you know what I'm saying? If I see something, I can just go rather than, you know, hesitating. But now I know whoever's behind me or inside of me has my back, I, I can just trigger. What impact has uh, Coach Jason Petrino had on you, your defensive coordinator? Uh, a big one, uh, a big one. Uh, he, he's, probably, uh, <laughs> he's probably one of my biggest critics on the team. But I love it. Uh, I don't feel like I would be as good as I am right now or in the position I am uh, without him or Coach Rogers at all. You know what I'm saying? Those two are definitely my biggest critics. Um, I would just, I was literally just texting him not too long ago before I got on this meeting about something that happened in practice yesterday. And uh, yesterday was just a walkthrough. And still, he's still, co <laughs> he's still coaching me through things like that. So I just feel like I've just become uh, a better, you know what I'm saying, not only a better football player, but a better individual just because, you know, I, he's just been making me take the criticism and taking it in a positive manner. And, um, you know, I, you know I, just, I, just, I just feel confident about him coaching me just because I just feel like he's so smart and the schemes that he has are just super unique. And, you know what I'm saying, I just feel like it puts not only me in a good position, but our defense in a great position. What's he critiquing you on during a walkthrough? How do you even do that? <laughs> uh, I had, I, it, was, it was my fault. I had busted a coverage. I took something that I wasn't supposed to take. But, you know what I'm saying, he, his, main, his main thing is always just having, you know, just having a focused mindset, no matter if it's a walkthrough or if we're playing a championship game. And, you know, it was just a lack of focus I had out there. And he was just, <laughs> just kind of, you know, coached me up on it. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying, you got to be here for that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. What's the uh, the overall critique? I mean, you've you've had some good moments now in a couple years in the program. What's the the overall critique though of, of where you can be better individually? Uh, I would say just being um, I, I'm a big um, technique guy. Uh, I love I love my technique. Uh, to me, football is like an art. You know what I'm saying? So anytime I'm out there on the field or anytime I'm playing, I just look at it as an artwork. So uh, technique is just a big thing for me. And you know, I would I would say the main thing that um, Coach Coach Rogers and Coach Petrino have been coaching me about is just really just making sure I'm taking my steps, my proper steps. You know what I'm saying? And usually it's at the beginning of the play. It's not more so uh, during the play or where it's going on. It's usually at the beginning of the play, just me taking the proper steps or, you know, not uh, not getting out so fast, just tempoing and allowing things to come to me so I can, you know what I'm saying, see everything on the field rather than just getting out super fast and seeing too much. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, when when the world was on fire and we weren't sure if we were going to have football in the fall, ends up getting canceled. You know, one of the, one of the best guys in your room, in the DB room, uh, said he's going to transfer, Quay Brown. Now he's back. I mean, mm -hmm. what's it been like to have Quay Brown back for you and the rest of the DBs? Man, it's been, it's been great. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
you know, Quay, Quay's one of my uh, close friends, you know, but beyond the football field, we're just, we're good friends. So it, it was definitely hard. It was, a, it was a hard pill to swallow once he uh, had made the decision to transfer. So once we figured out he was coming back, it was like just a big, a big sigh of relief for me. And I'm sure for the coaches and the players on the team as well, you know, it just, it's always good to have a playmaker, you know, on the field with you, someone that you know is going to make plays and just, uh, you know, and then playing defensive back, I feel like a, a huge thing is just knowing the defense. And, uh, you know, it's always easier to, to go through something with someone, whether, you know, like once you played with them before. So like considering me and Quay played together last year, I just feel like our chemistry is only growing rather than if it was a newer guy in here. He's still learning the defense. I'm still learning how he plays. He's still learning how I'm playing. So, uh, you know, I would say it's just been a, it's been a, it's been a blessing just having Quay back around, you know what I'm saying? Just having him be able to give me calls and me, you know, give him calls. It's just been a, it's just been a blessing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm excited to go to war with him. Yeah, this is, uh, we'll get into this here in a little bit, but I mean, SIU's kind of been dubbed DBU at the FCS level because of all the guys that have been in the NFL. You've played alongside Madre Harper, Jeremy Chin, of course, one of the best mm -hmm. in the NFL this year. What did you take away from playing with those two guys a year ago? Uh, man, you know the details. Um, just just every little thing, just just the smallest things, you know, can 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 impact someone, and you don't even know. You know, what I'm saying, just uh, you know, practicing with Madre, he was just so big on uh, just hustling. You know, every, everywhere he goes, you know what I'm saying? Everything he's doing, he's just busting his tail. And I feel like I took that away from him, just running to the ball, even if the ball is not on my side of the field. You know, corner, we're, we're usually on the other side of the field if the ball isn't on our side. So it's like we have to run across the field to get there. So he's definitely, you know what I'm saying, just seeing him do it just made me want to do it. And now it's like a habit. So the younger guys that are here now, they see me doing it. So now they're doing it, you know, and that's been a big thing. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing that I learned from Chen, you know, him playing safety and me playing corner, uh, we weren't we weren't really in the room as much as me and Madre were, but uh, when I first got here, um, me and Chen it was me Chen and DJ Davis and we all worked out at the same rack, and um, that probably was like that that was probably the like the summer that I've gotten I feel like I was at my strongest. And it was more so, you know, not not only uh, coach me coaching us up, but just me watching, you know. Chen and DJ lifting and them motivating me like I was at the rack and they're whatever they put on the rack they're like yeah we're not taking it off so you're just, you're just gonna do whatever we're doing I'm like all right and you know like I said the smallest things to have an impact on someone I remember um we were like power cleaning and something and Chen had just like hand cleaned like three 365 or something like that it was something crazy but uh he didn't have any chalk on his hands and I was like why don't you like use chalk he's like are you going to have chalk on the field? Like, that's, you're not going to have chalk on the field to help you talk with someone. And then ever since then, I just, I've never used chalk since that moment because I'm just like, yeah, like, you're right. Like, I'm not going to have this chalk on, on my hand. So I don't even use chalk anymore. And I don't even, I don't even think he knows. But, like, it was just like that, that small encounter, like, it just impacted me. And it has, like, for this long. <laughs> All the way down to the chalk in the weight room. That's a, that's a pretty big impact. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that was intentional? I mean, DJ Davis and Jeremy Chin, those were, those were kind of the guys as leaders in the program when he got here. Do you think it was intentional that the coaches put you with them, or did you seek them out? Uh, I do. I do. Uh, like I said, like, Chin is like a safety. He's like 220. DJ is like 
you know, like 2% body fat on him. He's like stocked at running back. And I was like, at the time, I think I was like 180, 182 or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But uh, Coach, Coach Mead had put me at the rack with him. And it was more so because of my work ethic. Um, I, I am one of the hard, uh, harder workers on the team. And I think Coach Mead obviously knows that. So I think he was just trying to keep me in a circle around people that, you know what I'm saying, have similar interests as me. So I think that was more so what that was about. But, yeah, I, they definitely did it for a reason. And it didn't help for sure. <laughs> Were you able to get the weight up or no? Yeah, yeah. After a while, after a while, like, First couple of weeks, man, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It, it was hard. It was hard for me. But after a while, I was definitely doing front squat and, you know what I'm saying, whatever they had on the rack and stuff like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> With We were talking about how it's kind of DBU here at SIU. What pressure do you feel to kind of carry that flag of the, the guys that have come before you and continue that tradition? Um, you know, I, I don't really feel any pressure <laughs> personally. I uh, I kind of just look at it as a blessing, you know what I'm saying, just to be able to be somewhere where, you know what I'm saying, like uh, other guys have had the opportunity to uh, perform at a high level and go to a higher level. I just look at it as a blessing that, you know what I'm saying, that I, I can possibly put myself in the same position that they're in. You know what I'm saying? If you're playing, I feel like if you're playing Division One football, uh, 80 to 90% of us are here to play at a higher level. And, um you know, like I said, I just feel blessed to be in the position that I'm in. It's not so much uh, pressure, but, um, you know, I just, I just feel like it's going to be fun. I feel like, like I said, Coach Petrino and Coach Rogers have just uh, given me this confidence that I just feel like I'm playing at an extremely high level. So now it's not so much about uh, feeling pressure or anything, but just going out there and just making plays that, you know, I've been coached to make. Uh, you know, just it's just routine now. And the only thing that I have to do is just go out there and just make the play. So, you know, I'm excited. It's been it's been cool. You've got a clear mind, don't you? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you can tell. A quick break from our conversation with Jonathan Thompson. Bud Light has created a seltzer so satisfying, it will have your taste buds going wild. Bud Light Seltzer is the official seltzer of Saluki Athletics. Now back to Jonathan Thompson. Uh, I, I want to go back to some of the early years for you. What's, what's the first football memory that you have? I mean, where did your football journey begin way back when you were just getting started? Uh, so um, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I moved from Youngstown, Ohio. So when I first started playing football, uh, I was playing in Youngstown. And um, my, my first game um, – I had no idea what I was doing at all. I played running back and I played corner, but I, I really wasn't that good at corner. Little league, they're just running the ball anyways. But uh, running back, I didn't know any of the plays. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know any of the plays. So every time uh, the play would be called, I'd ask the quarterback, like, okay, I'm like, what do I have to do? And it was like uh, our first game and we were playing, uh, it was Austin Town, Austin Town Falcons. And, uh, he was just like, just run left. I'm just going to give you the ball. And he just gave me the ball, and I just ran as fast as I could around the edge, and I scored. And that was, like, my first game. And, like, that's when I really feel like I really fell in love with football because, like, um, before that, I never had played. And I was, like, nine years old, like, and that was, like, my real first encounter with football. And ever since then, I just kind of fell in love with it. <laughs> so how close were you to buying into kind of the intoxication of scoring a touchdown and being an offensive guy instead of <laughs> be a DB? 
Man, uh, I loved offense. I still like offense. Like, <laughs> you can ask the coaches here. I always like it. I can play wide receiver if you need me to. <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely love offense. It was definitely my first love. Um, I feel like the older I got, uh, like I said earlier, I just really began to fall in love with just the the artwork at DB and just the craft. Um, I, I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I just love the technique at a defensive back. I feel like it's the hardest position on the field. And uh, I don't know why, but I, I like making things harder on myself. But uh, it's it just knowing that, you know, I'm out there on the island sometimes by myself. It just became something that I really, uh, I really began to love. As I got older, like when I got like 12 and like 13, I started uh, getting invited to like all-star games and stuff like that. And it would always be for like corner. And that's kind of where, you know, I just I just fell in love with it. When I, uh, as I got older, I started playing like safety, nickel, corner, like wherever. I was just in the defensive back end, so. The position kind of chose you then. <laughs> yeah, safe to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who were some of the early influences in your life when you were just getting started? For football? Yeah, or, or just in life in general. I mean, who were you looking up to when you were nine, ten years old? Uh, I, I would say my mom a lot. Um, you know what I'm saying? It, it was for a long time. It was just me and, uh, my little brother as far as siblings. So, uh, just seeing, you know what I'm saying? My mom and just everything that she sacrificed for us and, um, everything that she's, uh, helped, helped me out with. Um, it always motivated me to, to just want to play football. Um, a lot of times my mom would be at work and I would just be at my grandma's house and I would be watching NFL Network like all day long. I go downstairs, watch Adrian Peterson highlights or LT highlights on the, on my grandma's computer. And I just feel like it was just like, that's all I thought about. Like, that's all I wanted to do. And uh, like I said, my mom, my mom has definitely been a, a huge uh, impact on my life as far as just, um, just making me understand that, you know, I can do anything that I want to do in the world, you know what I'm saying? But if I want to do something, like, do it. And she always made that evident to me, like, you know what I'm saying? If you want to be an astronaut, you can be an astronaut, but you got to put the work in to be an astronaut. And it's been the same thing with football. Like, ever since I was little, um, my mom's not a big, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's okay. Like, you kiss up to you. Like, my mom's not like that. It's like, if I go out there and I have a bad game, like, she'll let me know, like, okay, like, don't be upset because, like, you did it. So I feel like just uh, just impact – she just impacted me so much by just seeing how she worked and how she made it so, you know, evident to me that, like, you know, if you want to be good at football, you're going to have to work your tail off to get good at football. You're not just going to be good at it. And I just – ever since I was little, I've just taken it to the heart. And uh, it just – it stuck with me this long, so. Did you ever think about being an astronaut? After that advice? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, but, but just from what you've observed with your mom and the way she lives her life and the way she does her work, what about those things has inspired you? Uh, just, you know what I'm saying? Just seeing how, um, how she, just, she just gets up and works, man. Like, she, she's just a worker. She's a nurse, so... Um, you know, everyone in the in the healthcare business know how hard uh, our health our healthcare workers work in in the U.S. So she's a nurse, so she just works her tail off. Um, so my mom, before we moved to Georgia, my mom got her um her nursing license while she was pregnant with my little sister. Like the whole you know the whole year, she was pregnant with my little sister, and she still finished out. You know, what I'm saying graduated, 
and got her license. And to me, even though I was only in like sixth grade at the time, I just thought that was so cool. Cause I'm like, man, like my mom just did this and she's pregnant. Like she's still working hard and she's still doing what she has to do. And like I said, like, I feel like sometimes the smallest things impact people. And uh, sometimes you don't even, you don't even notice, you know, the person that's impacting the other people don't even really understand. And I don't even think my mom understood what she was doing and the example that she was providing for me and my brother and my siblings, you know what I'm saying? Just everyone. But, uh, you know, it, it stick, I don't know about them, but I'm sure it has, but it, stu it stuck with me. And I feel like it will, you know what I'm saying, forever. But just, just seeing, you know, her work ethic and how she's always, you know what I'm saying, just selfless and just putting her, you know, she puts herself last. And it just has motivated me to, you know what I'm saying, just do whatever I have to do to put myself in a position where I want to be. And you've got, what, five, six siblings now? How many? Yeah, I got a lot. So um, I got a little brother named Tyler. I got another little brother named Tyreek, and then I have a little sister named Taya on my mom's side. And then on my dad's side, I got a little sister named Olivia and a little sister named Jocelyn. So five and then me six, and I'm the oldest out of all of them. <laughs> Man, so you're, you're the big brother I'm sure they're all looking up to. What, uh, I mean, what have you passed down to your siblings as far as the, the, the influence that you want to impart on them? Yeah, uh, so... My younger siblings, you know, like Ty and Tyler, uh, like and Olivia, like they're all they're all smaller. So um, I don't feel like my impact has been um, super huge on them just because I've been in college when they're kind of growing up. But uh, my brother Tyreek, he's a senior right now. He goes to Milk Creek High School in Georgia. Um, you know, he he plays corner as well, so we play the same position. So you know, I just I just feel like. Um, it's just my job to to show them the the right way to to do things, and I just feel like I've taken a personal as far as just leading my brother in the right direction. And um, we're we're kind of different in a way. Like um, he he works hard, but I'm 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 a pretty hard worker. So like he he used to like my mom used to always tease him because he used to play video games all the time, and I used to always want to go outside and play football and stuff, you know, but. Like I said, I feel like the older I've gotten, the more he's he's able to like really see what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I feel like it's definitely has rubbed off on him because, you know, now he works his tail off, you know what I'm saying, to get to where he wanna get to and wherever he wants to get to. And uh I feel like that's been the biggest thing. Just it's been cool to see just because like I, I know my brother. I've know I know where he came from as far as like his work ethic and now like he, he's working out, even if he goes to the field by himself, he's working out. And uh, I, I like to take a little bit of credit of that because before, like, it, it was never like that. You know, I used to have to beg him to come to the field with me. And now he's the one, like, hey, you want to go to the field? So it's just, it's been cool to see. Is he on some college's radar? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he, is, he is right now. You know, I've been trying to get SIU to recruit him. Uh, <laughs> right now he has a Presbyterian college, has been recruiting him pretty heavy. Uh, he, he's, I think he wants to commit there, but he's not sure yet. And uh, West Georgia, and he also just had, uh, he's just gotten the Georgia Tech coaches just contact him too. So that would be, that'd be big if he get that one. But uh, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a good athlete. I think wherever he lands, he's going to be all right for sure. So will he be a freshman in the fall or does he have one more year left? Yeah, yeah he'll be a freshman in the fall. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is a, maybe a little, little public call to action. Come on, Coach Hill. Get him up the clock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, speaking of Coach Hill and on the topic of leadership, what has uh, 
what has Coach Hill's leadership meant to you in the couple years you've spent in his program? Um, man, man, you're asking a lot of good questions. I, I, I can't explain it. Um, you know, when I, when I first got here, I transferred from a, a junior college. So the leadership, you know, there uh, compared to the leadership here at Division One College or any university is completely different. I feel like at junior college, it's more so like these guys are trying to get their offers, get out of here, you know what I'm saying? Um, and here it's like every everything you do is for the team, for the sake of the team. And uh, Coach Hill has helped me like tremendously just put my mindset, you know, in, in, in that order. Like before, like I wouldn't say I was ever like selfish, but I'm definitely – I'm selfless now be, just because of the things that he's taught me and the, uh, you know what I'm saying, just the different te techniques that he's taught me. And as far as like, um, you know, the leadership is going, I just, I just feel great about that just because, um, you know, last year I was a transfer coming in here um, into a room with a bunch of guys that have been here. I think it was four seniors in the room and I was the, I was the junior and I was looked at as the leader of the room. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely credit Coach Hill for that um, all the time. He he just tells me, you know, the corners look up to me. So it's like whenever I do something, they think it's okay to do it. So it's definitely just has molded me into understanding that, you know, I got to be on time. You know what I'm saying? I got to be coachable. You know, I got to I gotta do every, every set, every rep I got to do. I was going to do it anyways, but <laughs> I really got to do it now because it's like all eyes are on me. And, uh like I said, I feel like without Coach Hill, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be the leader I am today. He's definitely just has helped mold me into being a better leader and just understanding that, you know, it's bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? It'll always be bigger than me. And I just feel like that's helped me um, being a leader and also being a football player. Um, you know, just once, once you are a leader, I just feel like the football stuff just, it just comes now, you know. And like I said, just being the example um, he just made it evident to me that I am the example. So when when things do go wrong or I see something going wrong, like I have to step up. I need to say something. And when I don't, he he's gonna he's gonna tell me about it. Like, hey, next step up. You need to say something. And that's been the biggest thing. Just you know, um, he's he's been just making me come out of my my show and um, just making me you know have uncomfortable conversations. You know what I'm saying? And not all uncomfortable conversations are bad. And uh, he just he just made that clear to me. So I just, you know what I'm saying, I feel like super grateful for that. This is, Carbondale is the latest stop on, I guess, a, a pretty well-traveled journey for you. Childhood in Youngstown, Ohio, high school in Atlanta, junior college, yeah. Kansas, now, <laughs> now, now to SIU. What's been the toughest part of your journey to this point? Uh, man, um, I would probably say uh, when so, – so I went to junior college in Kansas, but I also went to junior college in Mississippi. So um, out of high school, I didn't have any offers, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's always hard for a high school kid. And I, I've always been a hard worker, so it's just like, man, well, I don't have these offers, you know what I'm saying? Like other guys are getting them. So um, I didn't have anywhere to go. I had like D3 schools and stuff and I was, I was going to go D3 and um, you know, one day I just like sat down and I was just talking to myself. I'm like, man, like I really don't want to go D3. Like I would rather go Juco and at least try to go D1. Cause I feel like if I just like settle for D3 right now, I just gonna, it's going to eat me up like for the rest of my life. So I was like, you know, forget it. Like 
I'm just going to try. So at that point, I was like, all right. Um, I just started emailing a bunch of, like, junior colleges. And um, one, one, one of them ended up reaching out back to me. And Jones County Junior College, which is in Mississippi, and they're like, yeah, well, you can come here and walk on if you need to. And I'm like, yeah, fine. Like, I'll come here and walk on, try to earn a scholarship. I get there. Um, on this team, we had two first-rounders. Uh, Javon Kinlaw was on the team with me. Uh, Jonathan Abram played safety for the Raiders, was on the team with me. Uh, Deontay Williams, he played safety for Nebraska. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll get drafted this year, too. Uh, it was, it, anyways, it was just a bunch of really good players uh, on the team. And um, I'm like, yeah, like, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to go out there, outwork them. So I get there, like I'm working my tail off. Um, I redshirt that first fall, and then I play in the spring. But after the spring, like spring ball, I get cut. So I'm like, man, like I don't know what to do. I go back home. I'm like working at a moving, like a moving place, like moving furniture and stuff. And I'm just like, man, like this is not, <laughs> this is not what I want to do. And I'm just like, uh, like at this point, I still want to play D1, and I know, like I don't have the finances to walk on at D1 school. Like, I can't pay for it. So I'm like, well, the best route is still going to be JUCO for me. So uh, I'm continually, like, hitting up other JUCO colleges after I get cut. Uh, like I said, that was probably one of the hardest moments for me, just being a young kid. You know, I was still kind of fresh out of high school, and it's just like I just got cut, man. Like, I want to play football, but, like, it just it was just a lot for me. So, um, like I said, I was working that summer after I got cut just moving places and stuff like that. Um, then I started emailing uh, JUCO colleges, a bunch of them. No, no one's replying. Uh, it, it, began, it was like July, and I'm just like, man, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll just take the semester off and just keep emailing schools. Maybe someone will hit me up. And then Highland Community College hit me up um, the end of that summer. Like, I had like a week to get ready. I didn't take a visit there or anything. Um, as soon as they hit me back, I'm like, they're like, you can come here and walk on. Like we have, we don't have enough scholarships right now, but like, if you're good enough, like some guys are probably going to end up leaving, you know what I'm saying? Cause they're in the same position as me. Like if you're not on scholarship, you're probably going to go back home. So I'm like, okay, yeah, fine. I get there. I play for about uh, two weeks out there and they put me on scholarship, coach Gray. And, uh, after that, the rest was history. Just, I was just in Kansas, you know, working my tail off, trying to get some, uh, division one offers. And, you know, I landed here. So it's, it's definitely been a journey. It's been, it's been super cool, though. It's been super cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a big step that I skipped in giving the summary of, uh, <laughs> of where you've been. That's, that's amazing, man. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're, you're cut from your first junior college team. You're moving furniture. How much self-doubt is there throughout all that? Man, uh, man, I can't, ex I can't explain to you. I would say, like, the biggest thing uh, was just my relationship with God. Um, without without Him, I don't I don't get through I don't get through what I was going through. Like I'm not here without Him. I'm not standing without Him. Um, it, it was hard. Like I said, I was still really young, so it was just a hard position to uh, you know what I'm saying imagine myself in. But I was in it, and um, you know the hardest thing is like you said, just so much self doubt. Um, you know, no offers at the high school. Then I get cut, you know what I'm saying, after being at JUCO for two semesters. And I'm like, man, like, is this, is this even for me, you know? But uh, the crazy thing is, like, I was working at the movement company at the time. 
I would get some nights I would get I wouldn't get off until like 11 o'clock at night I'd be working since like 8 a.m and uh I I still go to the field at like 11 30 p.m at night I just go to the field it'd be no lights on I'm just going out there working on my technique or if I knew that I had to work later on in the day like I wouldn't get off till like two or something I would just go work out at like 6 a.m or like 8 a.m but I was still I was still getting my work in you know what I'm saying uh that was probably the hardest thing because I had no destination. Um, I had no idea where I was going to go. I had no idea if I was going to even be playing football again. But I just, I was just praying about it and I was just working. I was just like, you know, I know that if I just work and keep doing the right thing, like God's going to open up a door for me. And when that door is open, like I'm going to be ready. So, you know, I was just, I was just working. Like, like you said, like it was a lot of self-doubt because I had no idea where I was going to school or if I would be going to school again. But I was just like, you know, if that if that door opens up, like I'm gonna be ready. So I was just, you know, working with no destination. <laughs> Were there tears when you got a scholarship? Yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, Coach Hill, when Coach Hill called me, um, Coach Hill called me. Uh, they offered me, and like it was like a day went by. I called him back the next day, and I'm like, yeah, uh, hey, Coach, I'm I'm committing. He's like, you're committing already, like. You're, you're not going to wait till your visit? I'm like, nah, like, I'm committing now. Like, I'm still going to come on the visit, but I just want you to know, like, I'm committing. He's like, okay, like, that's great. And it was just, you know, the rest was history. <laughs> wow, that's great. What did your mom say when you told her you got a scholarship? Oh, man, talking about crying. She was the one crying. <laughs> uh, man, she was just, you know, um, she was just super proud of me. And like I said, my mom's like, you know, she's like my best friend. She's like my hero. Like, uh you know, at the time, like she she didn't really know much about like I'm I'm the oldest, so she's experiencing all this college stuff first with me. She didn't really know what to do as far as like scholarship situation and now she has a better understanding of my brother, but with me, like I was the first one for her. So she really didn't know anything. So she was just like, you know, I think that you should go to this D three school, you know what I'm saying? Like they're offering you a little bit of money, like it's a for sure thing. And like once I told her that I was like I was going to regret the decision. She instantly, she got on board with me. And that's why I just feel like, you know, she, she's one of my biggest supporters. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't know what was going to happen either, but me just telling her that I felt like I was going to be unhappy with that decision. She was like, okay, like whatever you want to do, like I'm 10 toes behind you. And uh, like once the scholarship, once I got the scholarship, she was just like, it's just a sigh of relief for her for sure. Just because like she, at the time, like she let me make, a decision for myself. I was 18 and she just, you know, she stuck behind me and she just allowed me to make that decision. And, you know what I'm saying? Thankfully it turned out for the best. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and from, from moving furniture to being cut to junior college now to, to starting at a division one school, that's a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when did, uh, when when did you feel like you had your breakthrough? Do you think it was was when you got a spot on the JUCO team? Was it when you got a scholarship? Or are you still waiting for that moment to feel like you've broken through? Uh, I would say I'm still waiting on that moment to happen. Um, you know, everything that's happened this far has been, uh, you know, what I'm saying a blessing. It's been there've been there've been huge blessings. You know, what I'm saying just to be this far and just be in the position that I'm in. Um, I can't thank God enough. You know, what I'm saying I can't thank uh, you know, the coaches here at SIU enough for, you know, presenting the opportunity in front of me, Coach Hill, just believing in me when, like, when I was coming out of JUCO, um, 
I didn't have any offers. So SIU was the only one. So really just Coach Hill just believing in me and Coach Petrino just believing in me, giving me the opportunity. Like day one, I was here, you know what I'm saying? I was playing corner and nickel, you know what I'm saying? I was up here in the offices every single day, uh, all night long, just trying to understand the defense. So, um, you know, just just coming coming that far has been has been a blessing and I'm forever thankful. But, you know, personally, uh, I just feel like I got I got a lot of work to do. Uh, I got a lot of things I'm trying to cross off my list. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to go somewhere, you know what I'm saying, where I wouldn't even imagine of being. So, um, right now I just feel like I'm I'm in a good spot, but I'm not comfortable at all. You know what I'm saying? I always feel like there's there's other things I can work on, other things I can get better at. And um, you know, I'm just I'm just hungry for that breakthrough. Like you said, once it happens, I, I know I'll know. But uh right now, like I said, I feel good at where I'm at and the things I'm doing for sure. But um I just feel like there's just so much more in store for me. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure when that breakthrough's going to come. <laughs> but it's coming. <laughs> Where's that? Where do you want to go? Oh, man, the, the dream. Just, you know what I'm saying, just being able to play at a high level and, you know, play in, in uh, you know, in the NFL has been my dream since since I've been playing football. You know, since I scored that touchdown I was telling you about, um, it's been it's been a dream for me. And I feel like uh, – I've just been working toward that dream um, since then. I've just been working my tail off since I've been a kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, most kids, when they're, you know what I'm saying, in seventh and eighth grade, they're asking for, like, video games and stuff. Like, uh, you can ask my mom, like, seventh and eighth grade, I asked for, like, a parachute, like, a ladder. Like, I wanted a weight set. Like, I was like, this is what I want to do, so I need all these things to get better. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I just, you know what I'm saying, I, I just, I, I'm just happy at the position that I'm in, you know what I'm saying? But, like I said, uh being in the NFL is definitely, you know, my goal for right now. Uh and just, you know, just playing at an, at an elite level. You know what I'm saying? Whether that be here or in the NFL, I just want to play at an elite level where, you know what I'm saying, where, you know, the people on the opposing team and, and the fans can look at it, look on the field and be like, man, like that guy's really good. You know what I'm saying? There's no question. So that that's just kind of where I want to get to. And um this summer uh, so I, I have a trainer in Atlanta, Oliver Davis, and that's who I train with. And this summer, you know, I've just been uh, – I was training with all, like, NFL guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, even um, this little break that we had, I was training with, like, uh, J.C. Horn and, like, A.J. Boye, like, all these top corners. Like, guys are going to go, like, first round, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kendall Vildor, he plays for the Bears. So, like, it, it's, been, it's, been, it's been just a different experience. Just, uh, like I said, coming from where I came from and just, like, this summer and this past year, just working out with all NFL guys has just been like, man, it just made it a little more surreal for me. Like, it's right in front of me. Like, I'm working out with these guys. Like, I can play at this level too. So, it's been it's been cool. It's been cool for sure. I'm sure if I asked you to predict the future five years ago, it'd be hard to predict the path <laughs> that you've had. But I'm going to ask this question five more years in the future. Now, where do you think you'll be in five years? What do you think? Jonathan Thompson's life is going to look like five years from now. Five years from now, I feel like I'm going to be on a, on an NFL team, and I feel like I'm going to be balling. You know that that's that's my mindset. Uh, it's been my mindset, and every obstacle that I've come upon so far, I've overcame, and uh, I don't plan on stopping now. You know, I know there's more obstacles to come, but uh, I'm prepared. Like I said, I'm I'm always prepared. So. You know, the more the more obstacles that come, you know what I'm saying, the better I'm going to get at overcoming them. And, you know, just I, I feel like, you know, the steps that I'm taking 
in the journey that I've been going along is just it, it, it feels like it's destined. So that's just kind of my mindset as far as like where I'll be. <laughs> I hope we can look back at this in five years. You're a five-year NFL vet at that point, and this will be a little time capsule. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, well, hey, man, incredible stuff. Um, that's, that's really neat. Thanks for sharing all that with us. Really appreciate your yeah. time. Yep, thank you. That's, uh, that's Jonathan Thompson here on the Saluki Standards Podcast. Again, the Salukis open up their season on the road on the 20th, and they'll be at home on the 27th against NDSU. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been another Saluki Standards Podcast.